0: The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You are also to testify because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said these things to you to keep you from stumbling. They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that they, by doing so, are offering worship to God, and they will do so because they have not known the Father or me. But I have said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. I did not say these things to you from the beginning because I was with you, but now I am going to him who sent me, yet none of you ask, where are you going?' But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your hearts. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the advocate will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will prove the world wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I am going to the Father and you will see me no longer about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been condemned. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine, for this reason I said that he will take it, what is mine, and declare it to you. The gospel of the Lord. In ministry, I don't think anything hurts a pastor worse than when people leave the church. Whatever that may be. I mean, and there are many and various reasons. I mean, first of all, um, people die. Which, here at Pisgah, you folks need to stop doing that, please. Um, <laughs> But, you know, also people move away. And when they leave, just like you, we, we grieve them, them leaving. Then there are other reasons that folks that leave. Maybe they get upset that something happened or didn't happen or, or the direction of the ministry. Or maybe they're just called to a completely different church that they feel they fit in better with. Of course, the ones that hurt worse are the ones who leave because of us. The ones who are upset with something that we did or didn't do or said or didn't say. Whether it's our fault or not, it still hurts all the same. And so I will never forget the first church member that I ever lost because of me. He was, in fact, the call committee chair of my first church. He was responsible for bringing me to this congregation. Now, to protect his name, we'll call him Harry. And he was larger than life and when I say larger than life he was six foot eleven he had played in the NBA he was massive and his personality was every bit as big as his stature he was fun and jovial and joyful and and he was also a take charge kind of guy you know he would come into the room and and do things the, the way that he wanted them done He was fairly new to the congregation, and in a small church like that, he brought up a lot of excitement, and so they made him the call committee chair. And so he and I got along great because we both had the same hope that we would be able to to take this tiny little church and it would explode and fill with people and activity and life. Well, after a little while, he began to get frustrated because, unfortunately... Things didn't happen quite so fast. You see, I didn't go to all my classes in seminary, but I did go to the ones that said, when you get to a place, don't go there and change everything because for some reason they don't like that very much. And so I did not We made changes here and there, but we moved very slowly. But he fully expected that because of my arrival, this 25-year-old kid right out of seminary with all of this joy and excitement to be in a pastor, we were just going to fling open the doors and everybody in Guilford County, North Carolina was just going to come rushing in. Didn't happen that way. And so eventually he got frustrated and left. Can't really blame him, to be honest with you, because there's been a number of times in my ministry when I felt the same way. You know, it was probably... 12, 13 years ago, when I was at Pilgrim Lutheran, not too far from here, here in Lexington, I was the associate pastor. Well, the youth director um, left, and so I was fortunate enough to receive all of his responsibilities on top of the ones I already had. Apparently, when you build a $7 million building, you got to pay for it, and, you know, some people got to go, but I was given this responsibility. And I got to tell you, I was pretty excited about it. I love working with youth ministry. I had a lot of experience doing it. I knew the kids pretty well. Uh, um, And, you know, this was going to be great. And we were going to fling open the doors when we started up, and every youth from all over Lexington was going to pour in. It was going to be the youth ministry in town. Sorry, Deborah. But we flung open the doors and the same people that came in were the same ones that were always there and they sat there looking at me like I didn't know what I was talking about and that what was on their phone was much more interesting than anything that I had to say I expected to fling open the doors and it filled with people and that's not what happened it's happened since then too in fact it's happened in the last year you know, I remember the decision to close things down for a little while. And I, we had this great plan because at first, you know, it was just going to be a week or two. But then we realized we weren't going to have Easter in the sanctuary. But that's all right. Because you know what? In about a month, we're going to come back and we're going to throw an Easter just a, a few weeks later, right? And it was we were going to pull out all the stops, man. It was going to be something special. We were going to be in the Trump, Trump player in again. And, and we were going to have instruments and flowers, the whole nine yards. And then we were all going to get together and go have a covered dish dinner in the gym. You know, and all of us were going to be together again. That was supposed to be about this time last year. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen. So... Long about August, we moved to phase 1.5. 25 people in here. Finally, we were going to have people in the pews again. It's going to be great. And so we had to call in first, you know, and preserve a spot because we didn't want to be turning people away at the door, right? That wasn't a problem because we had about 10 to 15. Well... No big deal. You know, they're just not ready to come back yet. Uh, you know, COVID's still out there. So we moved on to phase One uh, 2.0, in which we had 50 people allowed in. We still had all the, the pews roped off and everything. And so, you know, we're going to get people now. About 25 showed up. And then, well, we closed down again and got the same 25 back. And it was kind of troubling. But then we got finally got to 3.0, right? We took the little white things off the pews and, and went back to two services. And so now we got our own service times back. Now you can sit in the pew that you sat in with your grandmother and great-grandmother from everywhere ago, you know, and, and everybody, everything's gonna get back to normal. And we got about a total of what we used to get in the first service. But then last week came, right? CDC came out and said... No more masks. If you're vaccinated, you are good to go. Well, here we go, right? Now, there's nothing holding us back. We're going to get them all back in here now. It's going to be just like it was before. No mask. We can sing. We got, we got anybody can sit in their pew. They don't have to call for something. Great. And here we are. You know, the whole time, I, I've been expecting this big Pentecost event, you know. But the Pentecost event, like we heard about, that John read from Acts, you know, where the disciples were hanging out, and and things had not been going very well, yet Jesus was raised from the dead, but then he ascended into heaven, and so now they're left kind of confused and lost, right? So they're in this place, and all of a sudden there's this huge noise, like uh, the rush of a wind that Deborah was trying to play on her phone, And, and And fire came on their their heads. And like Deborah said, it didn't Michael Jackson and nobody lit on fire, you know. And and it was great. And then people heard this noise, a noise so wonderful that they all had to come out and see what it was. And, And all of a sudden, even though they were all Galileans, speaking Aramaic, Everybody there, even though they were from all over the world, were hearing in their own language. They were hearing the gospel being proclaimed. And it was the coolest thing ever. So much so that some people were like, yeah, they're all drunk. And then Peter, showing that he was not a partier in college, said, no, they're not drunk. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. And so he, some of y'all got that, I'm glad. Um, and so so then he goes and, and begins to to show that the Holy Spirit had been promised, and now that Holy Spirit was with them. And this is what we consider the birthday of the church. And then, as, as you read on in, in, throughout chapter 2, when we get to the end, it says, and 3,000 people were added that day. And then it goes on a little more, and thousands and thousands and thousands more were added as, as the church opened up more and more. And now look at us, here 2,000 years later, and there are churches all over the world. Incredible, isn't it? But it doesn't feel like that kind of Pentecost right now, does it? It feels like more like the one that we heard about in the gospel reading. The one where Jesus told about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't some rush of wind, and it wasn't this incredible force where everybody's excited. No, he says, look, they're going to run you out of the synagogues. And when the time comes, they're going to kill you, and they're going to think that they're doing that for God because they they don't know me or they don't know him. And you're going to have an advocate with you. You're not going to be alone through this because you're going to need it. See, we talk about the birthday of the church, and we look at it as how everything has been wonderful with the church all throughout history, right? But it couldn't be farther from the truth. In fact, Jesus was exactly right because soon after this Pentecost event, Christians began to be persecuted, mocked, beaten, and killed. And then it turns out that Christians would go to war for their faith and start wars for their faith. And, and there, was, there were wars and, and, and corruption And sexual abuse and highs and lows and divisions and reformations and revolts. Whether it be in the church hall or in congregations where member would be against member. And and pastors would would come in and do horrible things. Or pastors would would come in and and be treated horribly. And and this has gone on for 2,000 years. The highs and the lows of the church. And then in 2020, a pandemic would hit. Closing all churches everywhere. And then, little by little, we would try to grasp back what we once had. But this week I read an article and said that we can expect about 20% less in every church. So here we go again. Happy birthday, church. But this is the reality. This is the joy and the glory of Pentecost. It's not about an event that happened. It's about an event that's happening. Because you see, we celebrate the coming of the Holy Spirit. That same Spirit that came to each and every one of us at our baptism. That Spirit that gathers, calls, enlightens, and sanctifies each and every one of us. It means that we have the promise that we are never alone. No matter how bad it gets. No matter whether or not we know the answer to the questions or which way we're supposed to go, we have the Spirit there to lead us and guide us, to inspire us, to move us into action, to help us along the way. And so, yes, throughout all this, we don't know the answers to the questions. We haven't always know which way to go. We haven't made the right choices sometimes, and we have made the wrong ones other times. And so through all of this, though, We can be confident that no matter what happens, no matter how bad it gets, the Holy Spirit is still there with us. You and I are never alone. And so that is something to be excited about. That's something to be joyful about. No matter how things are going, no matter how many people are sitting in the pews, how many are watching online, or how many may not come back, we still can be excited because the Holy Spirit is here. We have a God that loves us enough never to abandon us. And so, like Pentecost, you and I are called to make some noise. We're called to make noise. Isn't it interesting that if we're at a ball game watching a team that, that you know, we have an allegiance to because, you know, either we went to that school or somebody we know went to that school or we just like the color, we will cheer our hearts out, won't we? I mean, you, stand in those, you sit in those stadiums and people go nuts. I know I do. You know, I cheer for my team. I cheer against the other team and the referees. You know, and, and it's, the, the sound is deafening. Where is that sound in the church? Where is that excitement in the church? Where is that joy in the church? My friends, we have the Holy Spirit who comes to us this day and every single day to give us the strength, to give us guidance, to give us hope. So let's make some noise. Let the world hear that love, that grace, that mercy. Let the world hear the joy and hope that comes through Jesus Christ that was given to us and is continuously given to us through the Holy Spirit. Let's make some noise. Amen.